The most wonderful thing at last to get the greatest woman on the planet on this show. I don't think this has been more complicated. <laughs> Try and get Natalie Cassidy on the podcast. At last! Hey! We did it. I'm so oh. sorry it's taken so long. No, because you never know what your schedule is. No. You only know on a Friday, is that right? Yeah, Thursday, Fridays, we, we get our schedule. So it's just really difficult. And then obviously... You're not. You're busy, and I'm busy. I'm just so pleased that. It's oh, at out. last, you are the most glorious being. You have just you ooze goodness. Well, as are you. No, shush. I'm. This is about you. <laughs> this is all about you. Do you know when I was doing all my research, and obviously I've I've interviewed you many times, and I interviewed you when you were a child because uh, I used to do live from EastEnders every day. Yeah. And you haven't changed. You're still this just lovely being. How does that... It hasn't affected you, this crazy business of EastEnders no. and showbiz? No, it hasn't affected me. I'm very proud about that. How has it not? Because I've got a wonderful family, I think. And also, people say, oh, you, you were in it so young. And actually, I think it's been a gift. You know, being in EastEnders from 10, I've never known any different. So to me, it's just a job. I I've love never, that. I never, you know, I never got to 15, 16 and desperately wanted it. It just sort of happened and I sort of plodded along in it and here I am. Okay, let's go to the how it happened. Because you were Anna Sher, weren't you? I was at Anna Sher, yeah. Right. So did you audition? I did an audition. Uh, I, casting directors came and they, we, we, Anna's was a, not a, again, not a starry, glamorous theatre school. You'd pay £2.50 and you'd go in on a Friday night, six till eight, and, uh, Jane Ditch and Tony McCow, I believe, um, from EastEnders, lovely people, came to watch a class and we did a few little bits and pieces, a bit of improvisation, and they picked a few of us to go up to Elstree and have an audition. And I remember going up, 1993 it was, I think September ninety. Did you know what you were going up for? Did know what I was going up for, but it was EastEnders, but I never watched it. I was a little mm. girl, so I never knew. You were my, 10. I was 10, and my parents never watched EastEnders. <laughs> they watched Corrie. No, they did. They watched yeah. Corrie. Um, so, yeah, I went for this audition, and um, my mum got a phone call when I was at school, at primary school, so I didn't know. I got picked up from school, and my, my brother knew before I did, and my brother is 15 years older than me, mm. and what his story is, which is lovely, is that mummy phoned him and said, Tony... Your sister's going to be in EastEnders. And apparently he went and sat in the McDonald's with a Big Mac and he was just staring out the window for about half an hour thinking, my sister's going to, my little sister's going to be in EastEnders. Oh, that's really moving. Yeah, it really is when he tells it as well. I'm very lucky. I've got two older brothers and they're absolutely wonderful. My whole family, I'm so fortunate with the people that I've got around me. And obviously my lovely Mark and lovely kids mm. and... You know, I think I'm very, very fortunate, very grateful. That's kept your feet firmly on the ground. Very much so, yeah. So your brother's sitting there in McDonald's. Yeah. And you starting at EastEnders. Mm. There was never a time that I've interviewed you growing up. That's such a weird thing. I have. That's just so weird and I've said it out loud. But that you were ever got carried away with with fame or showbiz at all. No, I, I, no, I, I really never did. Um... 
And I had a break, obviously. I came out of EastEnders after 12, 12 13 years. I forget sometimes, Gabby, it's terrible. I can give it? you a date if but you want. 12... I, I, I've never missed an episode. <laughs> I know you have. Not one <laughs> episode. But yeah, so I, came 12, 12, I was about 22, 23, and I came out, and I had seven, eight years out of EastEnders to do other things. And you did lots of stage work in that time. I did. As well, I did lots you? of stage work, and I did Big Brother as well. Yeah. And it was a real array of different things, you know, you some documentaries. Very much so. Yeah. I think that was really, really good. I think if I would have only been there for 30 years, I wonder if my outlook would have been different. It's nice to come out mm. and see mm. how lucky you are inside of it and also what's out there as well. You know, it's good. Yeah, it was very, very good. So in that time, and I, obviously probably every interview said, are you ever going to go back to EastEnders? Yes. Which is what they do. Yeah. E even to Michelle Collins. Yeah, of course. No, it's never going to happen. I'm dead. Well. Hey, hey, hey. hey. There she is. No spoilers. <laughs> Everyone knows now. Um, but, but in that time... Did you want to go back or was it inside you thought, I... Oh, so what drove you in those years when people said, are you going to go back? Well, I think, you know, if you leave, you've made the choice to leave um, and you can't just wander back into somewhere. Mm. That option's closed until the day that you maybe knock on the door and say, I'd really like to come back, are you interested? Or someone rings up and says, yeah. we'd like you back. And I was fortunate enough that happened with lovely Dom Treadwell Collins. And he said, come on, we'll have a drink and would you like to come back? And he told me the story and it was Carol's can breast yeah. cancer and Sonia maybe getting with Tina and Tina Carter and this sort of story. And I said, I'd, lo I'd love to come back. Love so to. it was an easy yes then? Oh, yeah, very easy. Very easy, yes. Those, I have to say, I mean, they're, uh, for me, EastEnders has always been, uh, as I said, I've never missed an episode. It's always been magical. But there are certain magical times. And it's not just because Dom is a mutual friend of ours. but Oh, he but was wonderful. He, But he loved that show. Loved it. Absolutely I still does. Loved it. But I have to say, our Chris, who's there now, oh. lovely Chris Clenshaw, he's the same. He absolutely loves it. And it, That's I think I when say. people love oh. it and they have a passion for it, it just shines through. It, it's not just a job. No. No, it's a passion, and I think we can really see that now, and it's it's great. It's so good again. It's yeah. got it's got the Dom Treadwell Collins mm, stamp, mm. It, and Chris, as you say. I mean, it, it, watching it again, and people I know who haven't watched it, including my daughters, but they now watch it because um, you know, they just enjoy it, and they hear the music, and Harriet Thorpe is in it. Uh, we'll talk Love about Harriet, Harriet. In, a, in a minute, but but uh, they watch it, and they're drawn in. With, this is really good mm. it's so well written and you all work so hard and I think I don't know whether it's still that you still feel it I hope you don't but people were at some stage a bit derogatory about soaps I don't mean any senders about soaps I weren't think, they yeah absolutely and you know I think people are I think people can be and I think there's a huge love for them as well I think they're a bit marmite and that's fine it's the same as people who go to the theatre and people who don't go to the theatre people that really love watching feature films I'd rather sit and watch a sitcom than go to the movies. People can't understand that. But we've all got different tastes. Favourite sitcom? That's really hard. You have you to. Can't okay, no, you can have three. Me. Three. You can have three. I always hate it oh, when people ask so favourite. it's so hard. Ab Fab. Okay. Only Fools and Horses. Okay. The third's really hard. I don't know whether to go. You can tell which ones are you thinking. I'll help I'm, you. Uh, porridge. Yeah. Or? The British Empire was amazing. So anything that Harriet thought was in, really? Yes. <laughs> I am a <laughs> bit of a fan. <laughs> I was very excited to meet her. She'll I just love, love sitcom. I absolutely adore it. Have you done it? My favourite. No. Would no. you? 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to, love to, love to. What it's a it? bit of a dying art at the I was moment. going to say, why? It's a real Not going it's out still. You know, not going out is probably the, you know, the one. And Mrs Brown's Boys is still a um, studio sitcom. But, yeah, I think bring them all back. I think they're brilliant. Why don't you write one? Maybe. Would you like to do it with me? No. Okay, fine. But why don't you write one? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I think you'd be, because you're, so your Instagram as well, which you know I'm a huge fan of. God bless you. Did you like, yeah, I saw you yesterday reposted my Halloween mask. But it's true about the crisps, isn't it? It's not a packet of crisps if there's six in the so packet. So for people who haven't, see, everyone has to follow you. Uh, we'll do a collab with this because when we put it out, because people have to follow you. Just explain your, your crisp gripe. Well, the gripe is... You buy a multi-pack of healthy crisps and they're 65 calories a packet and you think, this is fantastic because I love crisps. I'm obsessed with crisps. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to sit down, open my crisps and not feel guilty about it because they're 65 calories. There's six in the packet, Gabby. <laughs> it's not a packet, is it? I was really angry about it. You were. And then, you, you know, you have to have three packets at least. And then you couldn't get it in your mask. No. You couldn't eat them no. after all. <laughs> So it's even less calories. And that's one way not to worry about your calories. Um, but your your Instagram, you've just... And it's interesting when you did Joe Lysett's show and and so many shows, people have got that... How f You've got funny bones. Oh, bless you. No, you have. So I, I love the fact that you... That sitcom is your favourite thing because you are naturally very funny and it's as if Instagram has let you... Just I think it. so. It's lovely, isn't it? I love the platform. You know, I really do because I am just myself on it. And of course, I think up these little things. But it's it's not that I'm sitting desperately trying to think think of something to do on there. It will happen naturally. And I think, oh no, I'll do this as a vid. You know, and yeah, people really enjoy it. And it's lovely to be known as Nat Cass. And it's another little side of me rather than the acting and all of that, you know, and it, it, it gives me the freedom to, to do a bit of comedy, which I really enjoy. Okay, so let's let, let's talk about, about Sonia then. So Sonia's life has been extraordinary. Yeah. How much of Sonia's life do you know about before Sonia's life happens? Not much at all. Really? Mm. Not much at all. And I quite like it. I quite That's like not knowing loads and loads. Because we don't know our own we lives. We don't know our own lives. And then you, you kind of, if I knew something really awful was going to happen, would I then play all the scenes where I'm there differently? You know what I mean? So let's go through all the different things. I mean... How long we got? She's been through a lot. Um, the thing, Obviously, everyone goes back to the trumpet. Always. It's back now. I... With Reese. <laughs> oh, it's so sweet. I know. How sweet is he? He's... He's is he like that in real life? Please tell me he is. No, no, oh, he's, he's not. He's, he's not sweet. He's, no, he's very sweet. Oh, good. <laughs> um, but he's a little bit more confident. Um, he's a lovely man. I'm really lucky with Johnny. I feel very blessed. We get on really, really well. So for people who don't know, there's uh, Sonia has a man in her life who is this sort of rather fumbly, sweet musician. And... Um, it's utterly delightful because we need that because there's some really dark things going on. As we all know, moving towards Christmas, mm -hmm. we know there is going to be somebody is going to be, we presume, dead. Um, uh, and I know we're not allowed to talk about that. So I'm not actually not looking at you when I mention no, it. No, that's fine. I, I know absolutely you know nothing. nothing. I've nothing heard none all. of you all know. No, nothing at all. Is that really true? None yes. of you know? I promise you. I love that. Yeah, it's okay. great. It's oh, lovely. I, can I, can't, I can't wait to watch it on Christmas Day as a viewer. 
That's so weird. It's lovely. It's great. It really is good. I don't want to know. No. I want to watch it. It's exciting. But that's so weird. That's why I couldn't look at you because yeah. I thought, oh, if you if you give anything oh, away. You're going to be really annoyed at I, me. Yes. Chuck me out. I will be watching <laughs> on Christmas Day. Everyone knows that's it. On Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. King's Speech, East End. Yeah, yeah God, I've got to do all of it. Um, no, it's lovely to have the light. And what's you lovely, need it. what's really nice is I feel, you know, it's, it's bringing out a bit of comedy for Sonia as yes, well. It so really is. Which is, you know, lovely for me. Lovely so the trumpet is back. Trumpet's back. Um, we've had uh, the childbirth, of course. Of course. Um, we've had you uh, uh, with a female partner. I've had two female partners. I... Married Martin, uh, excuse me. I was going to marry Jamie, who was the love of my life, Sonia yeah. and Jamie, played by lovely Jack Ryder, who got run over he by Martin, over. who I then married. Yes, Martin. It's been, a, it's been a who I James, I have the biggest, innocent, nice yeah. crush on. He is one of the most sweet, delightful guys, very, very normal. So. And yeah, absolutely. Well, we are, we're all normal, really, aren't we? But it was a time, there was a time when. Um, and not and I again not not just EastEnders, but there was a time EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale. I'm trying to mention them all, so I don't Hollyoaks, Brookside, Brookside. I don't. I want to mention El Dorado, El Dorado, Doctors, all of them. Uh, but <laughs> but there was a time when every front page mm. had a young, the young stars mm. of any of the soaps in, and I I remember interviewing uh, the one I'm thinking of now, and it's not, I'm not going to mention their name. Um, but it was endless mm. and they just couldn't cope. Mm. I feel that, that you've got a slightly, am I right? Is it slightly easier? Very now? much so. Very much so. You've got to remember when Jamie died on television, again, I can't remember the year exactly. I believe it was 2002. But when he died, I think 24 or 25 million people watched that. Oh, day. my and you know, going, we know that Angie and Den back in 1985 got 33, 36 million or whatever it was. But you know, in the early wow. 2000s, there were still 24 million people watching that. As recently as that. As recently as that. You know, 20 years ago, what have you? So it was the the, the fame and the recognition was so huge. But it was it. The, the but that press... sort of never left me, because obviously people have grown up with me. So when yeah. I'm out and about, it is quite. It's still quite busy, in a sense. Yeah, know, people, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that come. You up are and very chat. loved. You are very loved. You really are. The characters very loved, but you are very loved. But but it must have been an extraordinary time. I mean, I I just in, in various TV shows that we were doing, and we'd look at the front pages for the live shows, mm. and it was always the stars mm. of soap operas. And I used to just my heart used to bleed. Mm. It was just mm. unfair. Mm. And I don't I, know. It was different then, wasn't it? Did you? But did you feel that then? Well, I didn't really have any of that, really. Um, falling out of clubs. Yeah. Have you ever Not fallen out of a club? Have I fallen out? Yeah. Have in you? In my time. I don't think I've ever fallen out of a club. No. No. I don't know if I've fallen out or tripped. <laughs> or been pushed out. Who knows? I don't think you've... No, but <laughs> who would push you out of a club? To think about that now, all I want to do is be at home in my pyjamas. You're only 40. I know. But I love a dinner. Okay. A nice dinner and a All right, glass again, of wine. Favourite dinner? Come on. Oh, what is Yeah, no, because every time you mention something, because I love your answers. You. I'm not prepared. No, good. Because <laughs> your answers to everything are brilliant. Favourite dinner. Yeah, favorite so you're watching to... you're watching Abfab. Yeah. 
With your girls either side. How old are the girls now? No, they're not watching Abfab. Well, the big one is. Yeah. 13. 13? Yeah, she can can watch watch Abfab. Yeah, yeah, I watched it when I was 11. Seven. Seven. Right, okay. So, all right, so... Watching Strictly. Strictly? Yeah, I'm watching Strictly. Yeah, okay. With Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Isn't he brilliant? I think he's going to be in the final. He's like an angel. He's a superstar. When when I met him... He's like an angel. He's like a Hollywood alien. I thought I was going to cry. I know. Because he's the most ethereal being. Uh, What a calm, beautiful soul. He's amazing. I said it the other day in an interview I did. What a lovely person for young men to look up to. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And what a lovely daddy he must have to be like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so we're watching. I, I'm there now. I'm there in your house. Yeah, okay. Okay, we're watching EastEnders. Yeah. What are you cooking? You'd have to cook for <laughs> me. Cook for your family. We do not. I, I watch you cooking late, on Instagram. Late, lately. I've been really busy and Mark's been cooking lovely stuff. It's so lovely to come home and be cooked for. So what does he cook? He's been doing, he does a lovely carbonara. <laughs> he does a lovely carbonara, Gabby. He does a lovely chilli con carne. It's a lovely See, chicken just... curry. I'm Why is it the way you say that just makes me laugh? I don't know. It's like I'm a funny set. looking. You've got funny but No! <laughs> You're beautiful looking. You've got funny bones. You just write that sitcom. <laughs> write it about your family. All the things that you've done as well. I, it is extraordinary. Because when I was, when again, like I said, I was doing my research and I couldn't believe all the different things you've done. Was it an easy decision about Big Brother as well? Was that an easy That decision? was a very easy decision because I had a tax bill to pay. And I'm very honest about it. I really don't think you do those big shows unless you need the money. I mean, I think I'm a celebrity's bit different because I think lots of people do win that and, and get lots of brand deals and you know I think it's brilliant like Jackie did and you see Giovanna Fletcher I think it's wonderful you know but, but Strictly is not like you you love Strictly, Strictly. Not like that. did you love it? it I loved every second of it I absolutely you looked like it. you were having a fantastic time oh I had a fantastic time. time and I was very lucky because I wasn't working on anything else I just immersed myself in the dancing and all the glitz and the glamour and the makeup. It was brilliant. Do you still do it now? Lovely team of people. No. But I do love a boogie in the kitchen. I do love a dance. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're having a carbonara. You're watching Strictly. 
But then you've also got this extraordinary working week. And I think, you know, we all take it for granted when we watch it. Never missed an episode. How many times shall I say that? But we take it for granted. But your your work, it's it's pretty hectic. How do you learn? How does your work life week work? Um, Did that make sense? Yes. Yeah. I, you have, it's all peaks and troughs. So, yes, it can be a very, very manic week. So a manic week would be getting your calls on a Thursday evening and you're in Monday for eight hours, Tuesday for 10 hours, Wednesday for six hours, Thursday for 12 hours, and you're right through to Saturday. So it is very, very busy. When do you learn your lines? I read them and I continuously have them with me. So have you got some now? They're continuously <gasps> with me. Is that a real script? You're not looking at it. You're not allowed. Can I just see the front? Please, can I hold it? No. Please, can I just hold it? I won't look. If I have my I'll eyes get closed. i really told off. No, know. if I close my eyes, look, look. There's nothing on there. You can have a look. I'm going to, oh, I, there, okay. You I'll can hold it. You're I not can, allowed to okay. open it. No, look, there, it's closed. Closed. Right, this is a podcast so people can't see, although we do have video footage. <laughs> but I've got my eyes, I'm touching the back of a real, <laughs> I have an East End script in my hand. And I love how excited you get. Oh, my it. God. I'm even... I'm, you must have had one of those in your hands before now. I did when I did EastEnders Live. Yeah. I was never allowed to see them. No, give it back. But, but, I... So, many years ago... I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. I'm going to say it. I came into a storyboard meeting. Did you? Yeah. Did you, did you pitch anything for Sonia? <laughs> no, but I remember who they were telling me about. So... They were telling me in this meeting that there was a new family joining and we were doing EastEnders live. Yeah. And the new family were the Slaters. <gasps> Fantastic. Well, and that's really So cute. I knew that's all great. about the Slaters before anybody else did and I was told I wasn't allowed to tell anyone. No, of course. And I didn't. No, I didn't. Well done, you. No, I never did. But also, that's the, the weird there thing. There we go. Is... We got an exclusive out of you. <laughs> but the weird thing is I didn't want to look at the script I no. wanted to touch it, but I didn't want to look at it no. because I don't want spoilers. No, absolutely. Okay, so we're going back to your working week. So you get, so you have your script with you everywhere. Everywhere. So how, but how do you because learn I just lines? Keep reading and reading and reading. You and do reading it out loud. Reading. No. In my head so you usually. must have a photographic memory. I don't because it takes me forever. There are people at work with photographic memories. Can you name I've them? I've seen people come in. Now I won't name them in case they don't want to be named. But I've, oh, okay. I've seen people come in. I'd and be they, impressed. They say. Oh, yeah, um, what are we doing? And I go, sorry, have you not looked at the scene we're doing? They go, no, not yet. I said, you've got, mo you've got loads. Oh, you mean literally like that? Yeah, you've got loads. I know, I'm going to have a look now in makeup. And I'm like, I'd ha I have a heart attack. I would be having palpitations How? and I'd be on the floor. How do they do that? They can look at it, read it and read it a few times in the morning before going on and they know it. And then when you act opposite that person. But they're brilliant. Oh, wow. I have to work on it, and I always have, for ages and ages and ages. Do you do it? With, do you run lines with your whole... That's My it. other half? Yeah, with Mark, or no, with the girls. Really. Well, he's a cameraman, and he, yeah. he's freelance, so he works on loads of different things. Does he do EastEnders? He does, yeah. Yeah, that's how we met. Yeah. Um, but I meant still but, now. I know that's how you met, yes. but he still does it. Oh, yes, good. He okay. still does it, yeah. So every he does run lines. He does? No? Yeah, every now and again. Okay. If I've got loads and loads, he'll have a, a, yeah. you know, have a little go with me. But I, I just do it, look, cover, right, check, old school, you know, like being a kid at school. But I just read them and read them. I go to bed with them. I'll read them before going to bed. And I'll you never say it out loud? Not really. 
But then when I get to work, I'm very lucky with Johnny, especially Sonia and Reese. That the stuff we, we have a lot. Um, we sit and we we'll run it, or we'll say let's have twenty minutes later for tomorrow and what have you. So you don't have rehearsals. Well, you go on to set and you'll have a line run and then a block and then a rehearsal. But okay, so for people who don't know what those... Yeah, no, of course. Line run means you just... Running all the lines together, you know, sat reading like it. this, reading it, or, or not reading okay. it if you know it. You know, and do then a line block run and means... then block is, you, you know, say we're in the cafe, we're sat opposite each other, you're told which chair and then you leave on this line or you go around to have that person on that line, that's your block, and then the cameras go on to it. And then we'll do a rehearsal or two to make sure everything's ready and then we go for it. That's so fast. It is fast. It is fast. And you don't do it in order, is that right no, as well? No, I mean, we can be really fortunate. Uh, say we're in a, a set that, say it's we're in Dot's kitchen. Son, oh, Sonia's kitchen now. I know. Junie. Love her. Um, I still call it Dot's. It says Sonia's yeah, on it, but it's yeah. still Dot's. And if we're in the kitchen, and over four episodes, there might be ten scenes in there. Probably get all of those done in the one day in that kitchen. So set. you could be really elated and then absolutely next heartbroken. Scene, heartbroken. Yeah. So do you have somebody? I I'm just asking because people will be intrigued yeah, about yeah. this because they don't know. So do you have somebody telling you what's just happened so you know what mood you're well, no, in? No, I've got all of that in front of me. If so I've there's my, nobody there. I've done so. my homework. No, obviously the director knows. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's always a script editor around right. if you say, oh, can I just go over this with you? So, yeah, there are people that help you. Right, okay. Um, but, you know, I'm on top of my work, so I should know exactly where I am. You're very hardworking as well, aren't you? I'm very hardworking and I'd like to be as professional as I can and I pride myself on that. I think it's very, very important. And because I've learnt from people like Barbara and Wendy... You know, I was a little girl and I watched them and they told me off if I got things wrong or they, really? you know, yeah. and it was brilliant. So I feel, you know, very, I'm proud to always be on time. I'm always early. I know everyone's name. I've done my homework. I'm very, I love being professional as I can oh, really. They'd be so proud. They're watching over you. Yeah, definitely. Especially lovely Barbara because you ran as well. So you did the, mar was it this year? Well, we oh. did two. We did the one before COVID. Yeah. Lovely Scott. Lovely Scott. Lovely Scott. Who sends his love to you? I love Scott. Scott Mitchell, of course, we're talking about Barbara, Win uh, Barbara Windsor's widower. Um, a really genuinely good man who, He's a lovely you know, man. very well. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so we ran it You then, ran. And then we, yeah, we did it this year. Yeah, that's what I meant. So you did yeah. the... And any more? No, I don't want to do another one. Why? It just hurts. Your feet? My toenails came off. <gasps> I'm still getting over it. I've still got black feet. What do you mean you got black, black feet? Black toenails. I've still got bruises on my feet. What, from the marathon in April? I'm telling you. You do something I might wrong. Have, I might have banged it on a door. Maybe I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Dropped a trumpet on it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but you, but you um, raised money for Alzheimer's yeah. research. Um, uh, and Scott is so, he's so amazing as a real spokesperson, as is Tanya Franks mm, as well, mm. and all of the other people that run. Um, so you you put, you do push yourselves. You push yourself, don't if you? I, if I have some, yes. If I'm given an opportunity that I think is worthwhile, I have to go at it 110%. Otherwise, I just won't do it. What happens? Do you ever say no? Yeah, I'll say no to things now. Oh, you do? Especially now I'm older. I think turning 40, you know, and my kids are growing up and me and Mark are, you know, where we are. And I will say no, I don't want to do that and not feel guilty about it. 
I'll say, no, that's not for me, thanks very much, but I'm not going to do that. Rather than say yes and then dread something for ages. You've got an incredibly wise head on young shoulders. You've always been like that. I think I've probably said that to your face before as well. But you really have. Mm. And that does it, you think that comes from your, your parents, your family, yeah. your big brothers? Yeah. Or maybe you're born with it. I mean, I remember everyone saying when I was four that I was an old soul. They used to go, oh, you're like an old woman. I'd be four and five dancing around to Max Miller and the carpenters, and but loving adult company, always being with adults, wanting to spend time. I used to go and stay at friends' houses. My friends would go to bed and I'd be up with a mum, chatting away. I've just always loved, and I, I, I'm still the same now. I love everyone my age, but I adore older people. I adore going and talking to older people. I, you know, octogenarian is sitting and talking to them. And, you know, I lost my dad a couple of years ago yeah. now and he lived with me. And I desperately, you know, I loved coming home and having a cup of tea with him or having a game of Scrabble with him. And So, yeah, maybe that's my fix. I, I, I love chatting away to old people. One of my favourite things. <laughs> Why haven't you got your own podcast? Um, Time. Time and work and maybe one day. You should do a podcast where you're talking to old people about their life experience. Yeah, that's a very good idea. I know, a very good producer <laughs> sitting behind you. Seriously, I think you should yeah, do it. yeah. It would be good. Because you have a wonderful way of looking at the world. Mm. Are your daughters like that? They're lovely and I'm well, trying yes, to I teach hope, them, hopefully. I hope you think like At that. At times. <laughs> um, yeah, they are. They're, they're just, yeah, they're lovely. My little one, Joni, she's, she's a character. She, she's, Tell me about she, Joni. She's just funny. She's a little feral, little feral one. All her hair's in the way and she doesn't care, you know, she wants to play the piano and dance around. She's got the Only Fools and Horses um, theatre soundtrack and she's learnt it all. And she goes, we've got some marks, and she sings all the cockney. I love her to bits. She's brilliant. And Eliza loves her musical theatre. Good But girl. she's 13. It's that, you know, Teenagers. teenage years now. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. But, but you've been one, I've been one, and we have to, every, yeah. I think people always forget. We do I, forget. I don't think we pay enough respect to old people, and I don't think we pay enough respect to teenagers. I agree with you, definitely. Because we were teenagers once, then mm. mine was a long time. Mm. Although I'm 33 every birthday. Well, you look 33. No, well, I'm 33 every birthday. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you Next very much. Year. I'm seven years younger than you. And there I was interviewing you 30 years ago. <laughs> it's amazing. Don't know how I don't that, know. How, there we are. I was three. Magic. I was three. Um, okay, so uh, can we go back into a little bit more chat about EastEnders? Yeah. I want to go to Trumpet World. Mm-hmm. How did the trumpet first come about? And do you mind that... Everybody talks about the trumpet. the trumpet. So, lovely John York, who was exec producer, but at the time of the Jacksons coming in was a storyliner. John York created Wellard, and he created the trumpet. He created um, what the, well, tr- as the it, trumpet? Not, not the actual instrument, <laughs> but he created the story of Sonia playing the trumpet. Um, and obviously, it was awful, and I couldn't do it. They gave me lessons. I did have oh, a they did. teacher, right, a okay. couple, but they wanted me to play it badly. Um, and it just stuck, and I just think they found it funny. And Did you mind it at the time? No. No, of course not. And you don't mind that everybody discusses the trumpet? No, because it's part of Little Sonia. So it's just been really lovely, and I feel very... I, feel, I think, it's, isn't it a lovely thing that that has stuck because it's become this sort of cult, iconic little thing that people remember of the 90s? Which is so lovely, really. It's sort of part of the cultural landscape. Yes, it is. 
part of the fabric. Uh, you're very much at the the backbone or spine or whatever you want to call it of of so many people growing up, mm. people your age who thought, oh, that could be me. Um, people who were, you know, slightly older than you just thinking she's phenomenal. And then, the, like you say, the much older generation mm. just thinking she could be my daughter. Mm. It's You've played a very vital role. If you ever sit back and realise how important you've... I've suddenly gone really emotional. It's really <laughs> odd. But how important you've been to people's lives, that must be... That must fill your heart with such pride and happiness. It does. It really does. But I still find it hard to believe. And I'd rather not think about those things. Scott and I actually did a run um, in Regent's Park. This was going back to training days. And we were running along and there were a couple of people people passing us, you know, and smiling. And, da, da, da. and he said, do you see that? And I said, what do you mean? And he said you make people's day and he said that is very rare he said it's not often he said I used to have it with Barbara he said but you really do light up people's day and that was a lovely thing that stuck with me um but if I listen all I want to do is make people happy carry on doing what I'm doing you know I just feel very lucky but also I am just doing a job that could end at any minute and you've just got to be realistic as well haven't you Natalie Cassidy, you are magical. You're very, very special and you light up everybody's day. Thank you. Thank you.